curious. You would make an excellent Cephalon, Tenno. Welcome to Cephalon Squared, a Warframe community and podcast. Find out how to join the collective by heading over to our website at cephalonsquared.com. Now, here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day Cephalon Collective and welcome to episode 143, wowee, of Cephalon Squared. I am your host, Cephalon Greg, joined by Cephalon Lucas. Hi. 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 It's a DevStream <laughs> podcast and it's a, a big one. And it's also a week late. <laughs> it is a week late. We apologize for that. I forgot about that. There was three weeks between and that's mainly because we were really expecting the DevStream to be last week, but instead they did it on the Monday, which just threw everything out of whack. Uh, we could have, I guess, recorded during the week, but it's been a long time since we did that, and the candle bur- is burnt at both ends already. Anyway, so weekend here we are back at you, and realistically, I think looking at what we've got going in two weeks' time, there'll be the melee workshop that'll be released, and that'll be a podcast. Yep, and hopefully. Well, it depends on whether Sisters of Parvos releases at the same time, but hopefully after that we'll do a podcast about two weeks later about Sisters of Parvos, and then the next podcast will be Tenocon. Everything's just sort of rushing upon us. It's uh, it's crazy, uh, but it's exciting as well, and Sisters of Parvos looks really good. We'll talk about that. Let's get on into the weather. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. How's the weather treating you? Here in the little city of Ipswich, it is currently 20 degrees Celsius with a 47% humidity. Those Fahrenheit folks at 68 Fahrenheit. It's nice. It's, it's, it's a nice day. It's, nice it's day. perfectly comfortable. <laughs> perfectly comfortable, yes. The nights have been getting cold. And I've brought myself a heater. And it's it's sleepy, toasty. Toasty, sleepy. It's finally uh, a little bit so chilly nice. in Queensland. Ah, uh, it's the best. Whereas down here in Melbourne town, it's the same as it always is. It's 16 degrees Celsius, 61 degrees Fahrenheit, 68% humidity. So the humidity's up a bit. Not sure why. Can't even remember if it rained. We're in lockdown, so I don't even look outside anymore. <laughs> lockdown <sighs> again. Lockdown again. Yes. Hopefully you'll learn soon, but um, not just yet. But again, it's it's relatively comfortable inside the house. It's probably around the same temperature inside, so comfy, comfy. No complain. I no complain. <laughs> anyway, what have you been getting up to in video games and Warframe and stuff over the last week? Well, last couple of weeks have been busy, hectic. Very. <laughs> that's one way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, there is. I mentioned last time I got into the NACE program, so I've been doing my assignments for that. It's been fantastic. Um, yeah, all the businessy, learny things. Indeed. And then, of course, streaming. And a lot of that has been uh, SMC, good old Super Mecha Champions. Yes. Still you are a Super Mecha Champion by the looks of things. By the looks of things, I am, yes. Yes, and I've converted <laughs> a few people into the game. Which is <laughs> excellent. <laughs> um, I also started playing a little bit of uh, Dead by Daylight because I got coerced into playing that one. 
And have you been alive by daylight? I have managed to survive some games. Nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. There's, there's been many, many different games I've been playing. There's even, I even uh, picked up the early access of RE Legend. This one was a game that hit early access back in 2019, I think, um, and still developing slowly. Um, but it's, it's, it's a fun little game. It's kind of got the, uh, Sunju Valley vibe mixed Mm. with, uh, monster collection. (laughs) Which is right up your alley, I think. Right, right up my alley. Right up my alley. So yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like Pokemon meets, um, Animal Crossing. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Except for the Pokemon part. Still don't understand it. (laughs) It's right. You're allowed to not understand it. It's fine. And you've been playing a bit of Terraria, Terraria, Terraria that game? Terraria, yes. I've jumped back onto onto Terraria. It's been a long time since uh, since I've been into that game, and things have changed drastically since the last time I played, which is pretty exciting. There's so many new, colourful things I didn't see before, which is nice. really, really nice. Yes, yes. And I, I guess, I guess, what else is there? Lots of housework. We've got an inspection happening in a couple of days' time. Uh, I guess I should mention this here. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. I don't know what you're talking about. Go. Just do it. Uh, I turned 30 this week. <laughs> Yay. Happy birthday, uh, Lucas. New decade for you. New decade. Yeah. Huzzah. On the same day as the house inspection. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Happy birthday. Hope you had a rad one. Or ha- Is it this week or was it last week? This week. It was last week. This week. It's this week. This week. Yeah, it's this week. Yes. It's Tuesday, 8th of June. June. It only just began, it became June, so yes. Yes. Happy yes. birthday, Luckus. Oh, thanks, Griggles. No, it's fine. Oh, on my side, it's not my birthday, but um, it could be in October. <laughs> so still a few months to go. I have been burnt out on video games for a long time, so I'm trying to change that, and I've been trying to just get into some different things. So I tried out Ark. I know a lot of people are into that. Um, I gave that a shot. It's actually not bad. I'm quite enjoying it. I'm just playing solo because that's what I'm like sometimes. But on the other hand, I was also looking for some um, multiplayer uh, PVP stuff. I just wanted to just get loose and and go crazy. Uh, But I didn't want it to be too serious and too competitive so I just went with COD, and I know COD can be ridiculously competitive if you've got mic chat on, but you just turn mic, mic chat off, and who cares? <laughs> um, it's just dumb fun, so I ended up going with that. It's funny, I, I wanted to get Warface because I played Warface in the past, and now it's a free-to-play COD wannabe, um, and it was all right, but you just can't even play it from Australia. I couldn't even connect to the servers. There's one server, and it's in Russia. Cool. Wow. Talk about globalization. Yeah, <laughs> that's what, see. That's when globalization is good when there's servers everywhere. But anyway, <laughs> um, I am really looking forward to a game coming out this week called Chivalry Two, which looks like basically the old school style of Star Wars Battlefield, but not Star Wars Battlefield at all, just with axes and swords. So you just run up and hit each other with axes and swords, and you try and siege a castle. So you've got to win over areas, and there's trebuchets and. Uh, ballistas and everything is controlled by people. So it's a 64 person, um, PVP hack, hackathon. And it's very arcadey and very silly. And I'm looking forward to that just to waste some time. 
Heck yeah. Yeah, so that looks like a lot of fun. So check it out. And it's cross-play between all platforms. So Ooh. get excited. Ooh. So um, what else? My book came out yesterday in Australia. Yeah. And it comes out probably today, uh, America, which means it's out by the time anyone listens to this. So look for Pyramidion, P-Y-R-R-A, no, P-Y-R-A-M-I-D-I-O-N. I know how to spell it. <laughs> that's my book, Pyramidian. It's uh, on Amazon. You can get it in paperback or ebook. There you go. That's my my sales pitch. <laughs> I'm sold. Uh, <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks. Um, apart from that, I am really just sort of looking forward to what's coming with with Sisters of Parvos. So let's crack on into the news because there is a massive, massive discussion that we have to go over. You ready? Oh yeah. News. News. All right. Finally, there is a new Prime Gaming reward. So if you are subscribed to Amazon Prime Gaming and have linked your Warframe and Twitch accounts, you can go get your hands on free customizations every month. Go, go, go. Every uh, and month. Start off with this first one is a sweet new skin for Loki. Yeah. Mmm, it looks good. It looks delicious. You should get it. Every Do month. It. Every month. So, yeah. All right, have you watched the Garatron Prime trailer yet? If you missed the dev stream, you might have. You really should watch it. We'll talk about it shortly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, of, yeah, of course, this means Gara Prime is out. With her glass hammer and shotgun, you really shouldn't miss any of these primes. Yeah. All of them are good. Mm, yes. Gara Prime. Let's talk about her for a second, because I don't think there's a chat a chance to talk about Gara Prime herself in the dev stream chat. Gara Prime. Gara is amazing, for one. She is top tier Warframe. Her glass hammer, Volnus, also a top tier melee weapon. I don't know the stats on um, the Prime. I haven't had a chance to look at them. But I'm assuming it's going to be pretty damn good. And Corinth, is it Corinth? The glass one? No, no, Stiller. no. The, the Stiller, Stiller, yeah. The, the glass slug shotgun. It's also damn cool. So just friggin' get all of it. Go. Do it. Yeah, do the thing. Pick them up. Do it. They're great. What Lucas said. Yeah. Ah, and lastly, PlayStation Plus members, always PlayStation Plus members. If you don't have a PlayStation, you're missing out. They can grab a free booster pack containing Tiburon, which is a pretty good weapon. Not amazing, but pretty good. And the Obsidian Tiburon skin, a Tiburon glyph, a Tiburon emblem, and 100 platinum. So if you are a Tiburon fan, it's a Tiburon pack just for you. Go get it, Tiburon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I said Tiburon a lot. You did. <laughs> All right. We're skipping Warframe gags this week because... One, there were none, disappointed, and two, discussion is long. Yeah, long, like long, long. Three pages of notes long. <laughs> Lengthy. <laughs> All right. So, DevStream 155. The first note we actually just did because it says Gara Prime is out. What do we think about her? Bum, she's bum, pretty. Great she pretty. Failed. She, she, she's very, very pretty. Like, they did an amazing job with her design. She is pretty, pretty, pretty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, got, she got that. She got that like samurai vibe to her. I love it. Yeah, she does. She always kind of did though. That's now true. it's more That's pronounced. True. Yeah, definitely much more pronounced now. Next up, then the Gara Prime trailer. Interesting story regarding the background of Gara herself, different to the story quest in which you acquire her, though. Yeah. So, what did you think about that? 
Did you I, watch the Prime? Oh, you should have watched I, the Prime I, trailer. Yeah, no, I definitely watched it. I'm not sure how I feel or my thoughts, really. Like, I, there were definitely some some interesting things mentioned in it, and I'm, I'm yeah, trying to really grasp the, the full meaning of it. Yeah, because it was it was pretty pretty out there and intense. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, yes, they had the glassmaker in uh, the last season of Nightwave, but it almost seemed not coincidental. It it just seemed like too. What's the word I'm looking for? Too Fuck. too on the nose. Yeah, it was just too convenient. That's the word. Everything yeah. just, it just felt like it was too convenient. It didn't feel like that was really the story of Gara's background, personally. It just didn't seem to sit right with me that it was Niall. Yeah. Well, it it makes it sense. It, it wasn't but, so much that it was Niall. It was just more like the whole created by Niall. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. just, mm. it sort of... Yeah, like you said, it was a bit on the nose to me. Um, I really didn't pay a great deal of attention to really look into the law and understand it properly. So, might have to go to good old Oricon Archives. Shout out to Grey Archon, uh, who has created a fantastic website called the Oricon Archives. Um, and hopefully there is uh, an outline of that quest there. If not, I'm sure it's coming. Sorry, it's not a quest. It's a trailer. Because, uh, yeah... I'd like to understand it a little bit more. Maybe it'll sit better once I do. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Anyway, <laughs> there is new Tenocon merch, of course. We talked about this uh, last dev stream as well, and we were hoping that there was going to be a Desert Skate floof. Doesn't look like there is. There is a Kubradon and a Pobber, or Pobbers, or whatever, floof. They both look really cute. Yes. And I don't know which one I want to get. I want I'm going to have to get one. Uh, I want Kubradon. I, I was leaning yeah. towards Kubradon as well. Yeah. <laughs> the Excalibur Noggle also looks really cool. I mean, pretty much every Warframe player already has an Excalibur Noggle in-game. So to actually have one in real life would also be pretty cool. That would be pretty badass, yeah. And then there's a Severgoth t-shirt that looks pretty awesome as well. It looks hella metal. Love it. So, yeah, it's <laughs> everything looked pretty cool. That's yeah. all I can say. Yeah. I, I want to buy everything, but I'm not made of money. Do I look like I'm made of money? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I have to say this to my children all the time. I'm made of, of flesh, bone, <laughs> promise. That's all. No money. No money? No. <laughs> All right, the Sisters of Parvos is coming. It will, it will come to with as a, as a, with, with with. It will come with a bunch of stuff. I'm just I can't my spell. brain, my brain just kind of went. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, it, it's confusing what I wrote, so I'm sorry. It's very yes, yes. Uh, Yureli, the Sisters, duh. New Void Storm rewards, Lich improvements, three new Kuva weapons. Second Ember Deluxe skin, new Steel Path rewards, Syndicate armor and emotes, rank ten command, and more, uh, and and much more apparently, <laughs> including the Harrow Alternative skin. Helmet, uh, helmet, helmet, yeah, helmet. helmet. That's one. Not so. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Lots of stuff, heaps of stuff, all good things. We will talk about some of them because they go into a little bit of detail about some of those, most of those things, um, and the lich improvements. And yeah, we'll talk about that later. I'm excited. Are you excited, Lucas? I'm definitely excited. Listen to definitely. how excited he is. Definitely. Whoa. But what is rank 10 for command, if you're wondering? It actually gives you access to elite crewmates. So basically, up until you unlock Elank, uh, rank 10, uh, you can only buy regular crewmates from old Ticker. But once you get to the elite ones, Ticker will be able to sell you crewmates that have better stats. And they'll also have personal traits based on their best skills. So, for example, if they are a gunner or they're, they're tiered towards gunnery, then uh, they could come with a trait, for example, that gives them extra 50% damage if they're using a specific type of weapon, whether yeah. it's a Levan or Vidoc or whatever they're all called because they've got yeah, silly so, names. So it all depends on the, the how they feel about a specific uh, company of weapon. Yeah. So I like that idea. That's a pretty I cool that's idea. That's a good rank 10. Yeah, yeah, it really gives you a good opportunity to, to really personalize your crew to fit your specific um, your specific Railjack setup. Heck yeah. It's nice. It's a good job. It's very well thought of, and hopefully it will be very well executed. But we shall have to wait and see. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, they next showed off the Kuva Heck. Mm. It's gorgeous. Mm. It's it it's gorgeous. Mm. Yeah. Want. I want, want it. I want yeah, it now. Want. Mm. It also has something written on it in Grenier. So hopefully someone will uh will translate that with the the uh in in, in the up uh, yeah, just translate it. Tell us what it says. I want to know. We need to know. Well, I think it's going to be released first. So I went I well, went I looking mean, okay. just in case people had already uh, translated it, but no, they haven't. Haven't translated yet? Okay. I think you can't quite make out all of the characters because they only showed it off on an angle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess. So, <laughs> we'll wait and see. It probably just says, I don't know. Destroy. <laughs> yeah. Tenno scum. <laughs> Get off scum! <laughs> anyway, where are we next? Clan recruiting. This is an interesting one. So they talked about how it's a pain in the ass to recruit people in game at the moment because you sort of have to just put it into the trade chat or not trade chat, um, recruiting chat, and it just flows on through. And 10 seconds after you've put it in there, sometimes it's all gone. So they're going to put a board basically where you can advertise yourselves. And this will be with Maru in Maru's Bazaar, and she will charge players an advertising fee at a resource cost to advertise your clan. I think this is a good idea. Um, it might get out of control, depending on how many slots they've got. But Yeah, that is that is an interesting thing, because the fact that they're adding slots to it, um, meaning there's going to be a, a maximum number. amount, a maximum yeah. amount of, of uh, clans that can advertise themselves on this board does that mean we're going to essentially have like a an auction system bidding for one of the one of these slots who knows or maybe the resource cost only buys you a certain amount of time so it buys you a certain amount of time and once your time runs out 
it goes on to the next person. And when you buy your certain amount of time, you just get added to a list of, of backlog. Because, mm. okay, so ESO has a similar thing uh, with their, um, their their guild stalls, mm. so your guild market stalls, uh, and it, it refreshes each week where the players then have to bid and, and, and put in a large sum of cash to, um, to outbid other clans to keep their uh, their market spot. So I'm thinking maybe if this ends up being the same, that could be quite interesting. Well, it doesn't sound like it's going to be the same from from release, but it might end up being the same because it might might be just too hard to to manage. But because yeah. yeah, all they said was just a resource cost, not a not a bid system. Yeah, and limited slots. So the limited yeah. slots catches me. Yeah, agreed. Yes, yes. Uh, next up, they had a question. What happened to Modular Arcwing? It's far along in development, but the team is just trying to find where it will fit best. It's not coming with the sisters update, unfortunately. So, yeah, the big biggest issue with this one is just they just don't know where to slide it in. It's like, well, where? Where, where can we implement this that will fit the law that we're introducing? Yeah, and it's funny because we were kind of expecting it to come a little while ago. With I think we were expecting it with um, Heart of Demos, weren't we? Yeah. And then it just didn't happen, and then I just forgot about it. And I think everyone yeah. else did too. So I'm glad that question got asked. It was followed very quickly by another question about range and melee balancing, which we I did sort of mention at the start of this episode. This, uh, this balance that they're looking at is uh, part of what's taken priority over the Arcwing Rework, hence the delay. Uh, there will be a melee and gun weapon review with a workshop and video planned for June 16, which means that our podcast will be planned for that following weekend. <laughs> there will be some nerfs. And the interesting thing that people should keep in mind is they didn't say that there will be a lot of nerfs. They just mentioned that there will be a couple of nerfs because the problem isn't that certain weapons are overpowered, etc., etc. The main problem is that melee mods are different to weapon or gun mods, and that's what sets things apart. The melee yeah. mods are better, basically. So they they basically acknowledge that everything will be buffed, or the guns will be buffed via new or changed mods and upgrades. So a lot of people are afraid because they did say the word nerfs, but I don't think there's going to be many nerfs. At the same time, they did also mention specifically that primary and secondary weapons don't have any of the sacrificial mods. Yes, exactly. And that's another thing. Yes, yes. And then they kind of kind of did a wink about that. Yeah. Like, hmm, what have you got planned, DE? What have Where you got planned? Where could they be appearing? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Bum, bum, bum. There was a lot of foreshadowing of that particular content that we're foreshadowing as well. Foreshadow. <laughs> All right, some new stuff coming with the Sisters of Parvos. There will be a new mini quest in-game comic introducing Iorelli, who represents the Vent Kids, which explains a lot. Uh, there will also be some new Parazon mods, Corpus Railjack, of course, plus survival and spy missions, and a bunch of new weapons and ephemera. Yeah, I should have known. I think they did mention there would be ephemera, and we should have known there would be ephemera because the liches have ephemera as well, but I didn't even think of it. 
We'll get to the ephemera again later. Yeah. Your rally has a signature sidearm. They didn't tell us the name of the sig- signature sidearm, but they showed us the development of it and the model, the in-game model of it. Uh, but the weird thing is it's a bubble gun. I don't know how it's going to work, what they really mean by bubble gun. Does it shoot a stream of fast-moving bubbles? In which case, I'm okay. If it shoots those floaty bubbles that my kids love, I'm not okay because they, they're not going to damage anything. Oh, I mean, what if the bubbles explode? Hmm. What if, Lucas? What if what they if? do? What if? But I, I, could admit- I, could, I, could, I could live with that if they explode. I mean, you know, just like slow floating. Uh, it, it's kind of like if, it, if they end up being like the, um, what's that other one? The, the the one that shoots the two beams, but if you alt fire, it shoots out like the little cube that slowly floats and explodes on contact. Uh, is it? It's a core? Something core? It's, yeah. Or the flux, right? No, it's not the flux. Brain. Uh, I know what you're talking about. You know, you know what I'm looking. talking about? Yeah, it's a stupid looking thing. Absolutely <laughs> stupid looking kind of looks like a bow, but it's not a bow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what it's called. Everyone knows what we're talking about. Yes. Everyone knows what it's called. Yeah. That could be a thing. I'm, because of her passive that we'll get into, I'm guessing, I don't know. Maybe it could be. It could be an explosion. But bubbles that don't explode that threateningly. <laughs> Unless it's a bubble of of acid. <laughs> well, then I mean, if you throw the right mods, if, if you if you throw the right mods onto a weapon, you could turn it into a, a bubble of freaking um, explosion, Toxic. a bubble of electricity. <laughs> you look at you go. Yeah. But regardless, the model looks good. Did you like the model of the weapon? It looks nice. It does look nice. It does. It does. I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence about it, but uh, until yeah. I see it in action, yeah, yeah. But Yoreli, on the other hand, Yoreli was then showing off, and she looks very lolly, very lolly. It's very. not even kind of lolly. It's very lolly. She looks very uh, with lots of flowy fabrics, and has her own little pet water K drive and water themed idle animations. Um, colors apply very well to her design. Holy damn, she's going to be so much fashion framing fun there. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I like the way they've got the blend happening. It's it's very yeah. nice, actually. Oh, it's very nice. So stop there for a second. Stop there for a second. The anime frame. The, Lolita the anime, frame. Yeah, yeah, the Lolita anime frame. She's very kawaii. What do you think? There are lots of differing opinions in the um, community. What are your thoughts on on her as uh, as a whole, or what? what Whether are my or not she, on? she fits into the whole warfare. So there's a lot of people out there that basically say, "Why are we getting a cute kawaii Lolita frame when we're playing a bunch of ninjas? She doesn't fit in." This is dumb. That's okay, what, all right. That's a yeah, lot no, of people out there saying. I can, I can see, I can see why people are like that. Why they're saying that? Yeah, I, I get there. The way they they are putting that, but but they the haven't seen time. a lot of anime. If they think there's no Lolita ninjas out there, yeah. <laughs> on top of that, like every frame has its quirks. Every frame has its quirks, um, and this is just another quirk. It's it's you know it, just because it's fucking cutesy Lolita and, and what's and whatnot doesn't mean it doesn't fit. 
I mean, shit, look at freaking Octavia. Octavia is the fucking... The diva frame. The diva frame. Like, okay, so you got no problem with the, with the diva frame, but you've got an issue with the kawaii frame. There were there was a little bit of an uproar when um, Octavia came out. Yeah, but she's been out for how many years now? And if people are still in an uproar about that, then that's just she, stupid. She was awesome. That's the thing. <laughs> she, was, she, she was awesome. And still she is. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She just yeah, got a I've, prime recently and fucking she's still amazing. Yeah, I've got no problem with her as well. I mean, she does look very gentle and uh, not very imposing, but hey, that's part of the fun. Then you go and just destroy people with her. Yeah, <laughs> um, I do. I do like the way her kit works, and we'll get into that in a second. Mm. The animations, okay, I can see why. Just the animations alone gives me like the biggest reason to agree with people. Mm. about not being too keen on on, on introducing her. Um, the idle animations are over-the-top, ridiculous, cute, very K-pop-esque. Yeah, I'm not, like, yeah, I'm like not overly idol. sure why it's necessary. No, no. But it's a game. It, yeah, it's a game. Um, it's an expression. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hugely fond of the mm-hmm. idle animations. They look... I mean, I, I love the effects. I love the effects added to the animations, but the animations yeah. themselves, eh, not my, not my style, not my jam. I'll probably swap those animations out with something else. But her as a whole, as a, as a, a frame introducing the game, I'm in love and she needs to be given all the fucking attention and she <laughs> needs to be fucking used because holy shit, her kit is insane. Let's get into that. Let's. Let's. I'll do the first one. All right. The first one's called Sea Snares. She basically looses some water bubbles that float about in the air, and she can guide them, apparently. Uh, They didn't really go into that, but uh, when they touch an enemy, they ensnare them, so they sort of get them all caught up in the bubbles, and they do some damage over time. So it's a little bit of uh, crowd control and a little bit of damage. Everyone loves both of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's pretty damn good. Uh, second ability is Merilina, and this is her own personal exalted K-Drive. What makes it so special? Well, it redirects some of the damage, makes her quite fast, and is health-based. Really damn cool. And, I mean, having this uh, exalted K-Drive fits nicely with the selection of her uh, of her signature gun being a secondary. So Exactly. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, and it looks awesome. It, uh, I do like the fact that this is this will act as a damage mitigation for her. Yeah, that's that's the big thing for me. If it was just a K drive, well, no thanks. But no. because it's damage mitigation, that actually makes more sense and starts to become interesting um, from my perspective. Definitely. So, cool. Uh, ability number three: Aqua Blades. Now this is fucking cool. I love it. They're basically persistent um, water glaives, I guess, that spin around her constantly, draining energy. So um, it's a very common ability in like MOBAs and things like that to have just something that spins around the character, creating like an AOE around them of damage. I love it. Yeah, and we do have some other frames in the game that already do something similar to that, like... uh Equinox and Gara, as we were True. talking about yes. her before. Um, this is far more visible. <laughs> this is far more visible, and I think even at the 
base has a higher range than Gara's glass uh, glass shielding. Hmm. Nice. From what it, from what we've seen so far. <clears throat> so I'm excited for that. That looks really damn cool. Pair that with the Merolina K drive, and you're just gonna be freaking destroying things. Absolutely destroying things. Yeah. That's really, really freaking cool. I'm, I'm really, really happy about that. The fourth ability, Cyclone Strike. This gathers enemies into a cyclone of water before exploding and launching the enemies all over the place. Now, this one I question. I, I really question this ability. While it looks amazing, we have had in the past a lot of abilities similar to this that inevitably get changed because of the the whole ragdolling thing. And I think this Mm. is going to be one of those ones that people don't necessarily like because of the ragdolling. Yeah, if it doesn't kill things, then the ragdolling is going to be annoying. Yeah. What I'm kind of hoping it is is like a reverse of, um, uh, what's his bloody name? The train guy. Vorbin. Vorbin, thank you. Boobin. A reverse of his meteor strike. So instead of the meteor strike coming down, the cyclone strike comes from underneath. Yeah. And does as much damage. So I think the amount of damage it does is is what will maybe set it apart. But if it just ragdolls things, bow bow. Bow bow. Bow bow. What do you think is going to be her uh, King Willy? King Louie? I'm going to say number one. Comment. I'm thinking number one. Yeah. But I hope number three. Uh, exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> it'll it'll definitely be number one, but I wish it was number three. Yeah. <laughs> number three would be the freaking best. Yes. Aqua Blades literally on any frame would mm-hmm. be fantastic. Aqua Blades on Zephyr. Trinity. <laughs> Aqua Blades on Zephyr. Doing the whole Valkyria. hovering thing or flying straight at an enemy with the freaking blades in motion. Damn, yeah. Come on, DE. Make it Aquablades. Aquablades. <laughs> All right, her passive. We alluded to it earlier, and while moving, her secondary weapon gets increased crit. Now, all they said is increased crit, so we don't know if it's crit chance, crit damage, or both. I'm hoping it's both. Both would be nice. Both would I'm be I'm going to probably say it's crit chance, though. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. It'll probably be crit chance, yeah, but we'll see. Hopefully, it's both, um, but that just makes- like, it's clear that you should just be on her K-Drive constantly using her secondary weapon and switch on Aqua Blades and fuck shit up. Now, here's, here's one of the things that I'm interested to see. With mm-hmm. her K-Drive, will it act like a normal K-Drive and will we be able to do tricks while on said special exalted K-Drive? Interesting. Good question. Unconfirmed. Because, because if that's the case, I mean... You could use you could use the Marilina to to ramp up your uh, standing with the vent kids if you haven't already. Mm. What's Cora's helmet ability? Cora's helmet ability is her CC one. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> I've already decided I want to get rid of sea snares and swap it with Cora's <laughs> Cora's one because it's a yeah. better CC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, when I when I was first seeing these abilities, my first thought was to actually get rid of sea snares, uh, sea snares, and replace it with Hydroid's first ability. Mm-hmm. Make her more watery. Have have hell rain down upon the enemies. 
Could be fun. That'd be, be pretty cool. Rain dropping from the sky and blades slashing into people's face. Yeah, I think I can get with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm behind that. Sounds good to me. All right, so that was your alley. She looks awesome. All right, before we move on, there's another people, another thing that I've seen people complaining about because people love to complain, and that is that oh, we've got another second, we've got a second water-based frame. Do you just not coming up with any new ideas? What are your thoughts on that? Get over it. <laughs> That's the perfect response. But in reality, this is not just a second water base frame. This is a very different approach to yes, it's I'd say she's more of a water theme than a water based frame. I okay. I think this is pretty damn cool to have two options to this, right? Like you know, so you have Hydroid and his Kraken and now you have Yureli and her Merolina. Right, it, it, it's it's cool that they've taken these water theme, split it into two different port parts. Mm. One's been given like a an abyssal creature that you summon from the depths of of the ocean to wreak havoc on your enemy, and the other one is like the the gentle guiding dolphin kind of thing. Yeah, I reckon they're just very different ideas, and it shows that. Um there's plenty of fresh original ideas coming from DE, so yeah, uh, back in your box. Back in your box. Complainers, stop it. But anyway, stop it. <laughs> I mean, like we've we, we got freaking um, how many? How many tech frames do we have? Right? How many <laughs> exactly. tech frames? We got Vorbin. People just love complaining. We got Gauss, and we got freaking Protea. So Gauss. shut up. We got plenty of fucking <laughs> other overlapping frames. Exactly. You're getting a new thing. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, next. Next up, they showed off the sisters version of weapons. But the name is still yes. to be decided. Granum versus Pavos. They showed off the Archiplasma variant. The Flex Rifle. Flux Rifle. Flex Rifle. Yeah. <laughs> and the Tetra. There were some stats on screen, but I'm sure if they will change it or not. There are some other new weapons coming besides these, and the briefcase weapons, including a sniper that looks more like an assault rifle. Psychron, Detron, will also get sister versions as well. There's, there's, there's a lot of weapons. I think there's a, there's, there's a, a fuck ton. <laughs> yeah, a, a literal fuck ton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, good. And that sniper really did look like an assault rifle, and they started talking about how it's got some different stats and blah, 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 and then they just moved on. So, hmm. Yeah. He it, says, it, it, it stroking his beard. Didn't have an interesting, um, interesting work, uh, working name as well. Like, they kind of gave it something that was like a, an assault sniper or something. A, uh, I think it was AR sniper. AR sniper, yeah. Assault rifle sniper. Yeah. So I am interested to see what that is going to be. Plus, there was a couple of other weapons that had names there. I think one was not was it ignition, ignition weapon, or yeah, yeah I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But there's a few different weapons coming. Yay! Interesting, very interesting. And of course, if you're interested in the briefcase weapons, these will actually be offered via Ergo Glass. So these are uh, a lot of the melee weapons. That is, especially the melee briefcase weapons will be offered via Ergo Glast. If you're wondering who he is, he represents the Perrin sequence on relays, and he will offer these weapons in exchange for specific rewards that we will soon be gaining from Railjack, most likely Corpus Railjack, I assume. 
These are, of course, melee briefcase weapons. Sweet. I want them. Let's get them. I think that's a good idea. Because rather than you having to farm for specific weapons from there, and then once you've got what you want, you just stop doing it. This forces you to farm just for those things that you can then go and spend elsewhere on specific things that hopefully will continue get new, getting new items to keep you going back. Yes, yes. I do like the idea of implementing um, more more interactions with the syndicates and this is this is pushing it in that direction which is really really freaking good because i the, the syndicates haven't received enough love uh, as of no, late but they will be getting it with this update yes, some love yes some there's love. the syndicate um armor and stuff Syndic- well. yes syndicate armor yeah um arbiters of hexes have already received some love um now we're seeing the parent sequence get some love yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Spread the love. Spread the love. All right, the ghoul saw. The thing everyone wants. This will be coming with Plague Star when it comes back next time. Next time. Whenever that'll, whenever, whenever that'll whenever be, is, which yes. is probably not too far away. Well, probably not. I would I would expect maybe this year. I mean, they do tend to drop the Plague Star event, what, once every year at least. Yeah. Towards the end of the year, I'm hoping. Yeah. But what is coming, and may already be out by the time you listen to this, depending on when you listen to this, Dog Days, coming back to all platforms, June 7th to June 21st. Uh, that's two weeks? Two weeks of fun shooting each other with the Socotron, and you will be able to get the Socotron rifle skin. Not quite as good as actually giving us the weapon to use in-game, but still, it'll do. It'll do, Donkey. It'll do. It'll do. Indeed. Um, are you going to play some more Dog Days? Oh, I mean, I really want to. Yeah, I'm going to play a little bit. Dog Days is always silly fun. It is. It is silly fun. It's good. It gets boring very quickly. Ah, yes. <laughs> it's also silly fun. I, I still still go back to uh, one of our earlier episodes where we said that Dog Days as a PvP thing would be amazing. I agree. Still, they just need still to sort of there. tune it up a little bit, yeah. give us a few different weapons. Yeah. I'd be so all over it. Yeah, would definitely be. Anyways, moving along. New Ephemeras coming with the sisters. What? They are freaking cool. They showed off a few. Reb said there would be eight in total. Uh, but another post uh, that Greg saw said six. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, they showed three, I think. One of them had floaty balls that did blue effects. One of them had floaty golden balls that did gold effects. And another one gave you a golden dress. Yes. They're gorgeous. They all looked magnificent. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want them all. It's hard to explain. They're like neon lights in the sky. Yeah. That that was that's one thing that's very interesting about Corpus-y. these these um these upcoming ephemeras. The fact that they're not just like the other ephemeras that we've had in the past where you have like a couple of floating effects or a shimmering effect on your on your warframe or like a an, an alteration to what marks you leave behind when you, as you walk, these ones are actual proper cosmetics. These ones actually change up the way you see a frame. Mm. Absolutely. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to them. Actually. They yeah. look glorious. All right. The sisters themselves as well look pretty badass, and, and the hounds do. They look better than they looked last time they showed them off. They looked kind of awkward, if I was honest, the first time they showed them. Now they look pretty kick-ass, and the sisters look tough as nails. 
in order to sort of do the whole thing, like how how you acquire yourself a sister and then beat her, uh, they demonstrated, and basically you'll find the sister's progenitors in the Granum Void, and you'll find them on any tier, which is good, so you can do it solo. So you basically go to a mission, go into the Granum Void, do your thing, and once you finish in the Void and you look to complete your mission, the progenitor will show up. Then you can kill them and get the get them just like you do with the the lichlings, and it will show you what weapon it is, etc., etc. Um, and then, of course, you'll need to learn the requiems in order to take them down. Yes, and learning the requiems, hounds. These little dudes are pretty badass, but you get more murmurs from them, which is good. They will get more difficult as your sister increases in level, and when you finally take on the sister, the hound will be by her side. Once you finish out, the fi- uh, figure out the requiem sequence by killing the hounds, the sister will then flee into her railjack. So you'll be fighting the, sis- the the hounds throughout the system, and then once you've got the requiem sequence, that's when you're forced into railjack. So you don't have to do railjack the whole time uh, to fight your sisters. This will also be happening with the corpus liches. So when it it's comes brilliant. time to take down the corpus lich, it's the final it's boss brilliant. takedown will be on brilliant. large jacks brilliant. ships in railjack. I can't English. Grenier. Yes, so that'll be on Saturn, yes. they said specifically. Yes. And um, Jupiter, no, Neptune for Corpus. You said Corpus Liches. It's Grenier Liches. Ah, whatever. <laughs> Grenier Liches. <laughs> this will also be happening with the Grenier Liches, yes, in Saturn. And the Corpus ones on Neptune. So how do we feel about that entire process, which is slightly different, a little bit more streamlined? What do you think? All right, well, I love the fact that the finale will be in the Railjack. That's, you know, it goes back to what we originally promised. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yes, gimme, gimme, gimme. Starting off with the the Granum Void, that is awesome. Because at the moment, there's no reason to go back there. It's something they added yeah. to the game, and you do it once, you get your Protea, and then... You never touch it again. Then you're done. <laughs> exactly. This is awesome. They're giving more life back to a system that otherwise had kind of died. And was, Yeah, but it almost short-lived. feels like they're just using that for that. Because you're not going into the Granum Void to acquire anything specifically. By going into the Granum Void and coming out of it, then the Progenitor arrives. I don't know. It almost, it almost feels like it's like, ah, it's an excuse to use the Granum Void. True. Be nice True. if there's some rewards. But thematically, at the same time, thematically, the fact that these are the the yes. sisters of Parvos, the Granum the Granum Void not being used would be heresy. Yeah, that's true. I give you that. Yeah, because <laughs> Parvos Parvos also appears. <laughs> and the Corpus Lich is also going into the Railjack. Sorry, the Grenier one's also going into Railjack. <laughs> Is sick. Yes, that will be that will be very very cool. I'm wondering about the level system now because you know there are some players that are able to completely freaking destroy a, a lich before it even hits the final stages. Yeah. So will this mean that you can no longer destroy them before the final stage? Or I would guess that's the case. I would guess if you do destroy them before the final stage, they will flee to the railjack. Yeah. But. That is yet to be seen. Yeah. So it's like, do you... So, yeah, so do you... Are, are you, are you so if you just happen to, to guess prevent, the Requiem... Are you going to be able to prevent yeah. the Railjack stage? Or 
you know what? You know what? I betcha the bosses won't show up anymore. Yeah. They'll level up as you do your murmurs. But the level up was part of beating them, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Failing, to, failing to beat them leveled them up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. It's, it is yet to be seen, but it's interesting. But anyway, when's all this coming out? When? When is it coming out? Sisters of Pubbers will simultaneously launch on all platforms. ta With no current release date yet. <laughs> Tried to throw you, you know, a bit of a wrench. <laughs> yeah, but it can't be too far away. Um, I would guess a few weeks because they've got to go through certification pla- uh, process on all platforms. Sounds like it's not quite ready as well. So I'd say they probably got one or two weeks of finalizing everything and another week or so of certifications. I'm hoping it'll be two weeks after the workshop releases. Cause that just fits in with our, po- our podcast plans. Yeah. Perfectly. Um, the thing is though, mm, 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 I don't know. I don't know. About the what? about the release because thinking about it right we're we're, we're coming up to Tenocon okay we're coming up mm-hmm, to Tenocon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tenocon is what seventeenth of July six, six weeks away six weeks away all right whenever we get close to Tenocon DE goes dark and focuses on what they're going to show off at Tenocon now we have no idea what this Tenocon is going to um, going to show because they really haven't hinted at anything realistically well, they have you. they hinted very much well, we'll get to that yeah 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 <laughs> but on top of on top of what they hinted very muchly there's like there's no confirmation or how big this thing's going to be that they they they're going to be showing off so size wise are they still frantically working on what they're showing off at Tenocon or well, they've got different teams, and they, they said that in the, the dev stream. So they said they've got some people working on this, they've got some people working on Tenocon, they've got some people working on the Sisters of Parvos release. Yeah, but every year, when they when they do the whole go quiet and focus on Tenocon, everyone's on a fucking, on, on, on the rush to make sure everything works for Tenocon. You know, that it, it's like their, their biggest- Well, I'm sure year. that's how they make it appear. They've still got different teams internally that work on different yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I hear what you're saying, and it's probably going to come out sooner rather than later, is what you're saying. Because they'll need time yeah, to just they, focus. Yeah, either they will need time to focus, or they'll kind of split their sources too much, and we'll get Sister Parvos pretty much on Tenocon. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing that could happen too. Yeah, we don't, we don't really know. I think them saying in this dev stream that it's coming, it's going to launch on all platforms at the same time suggests it'll be out before Tenocon. And they sort of hinted that it would be, but we don't necessarily know until it's out. And plans don't always go accordingly. Exactly. All right. Last up before question time, there was a new, there is a new Deluxe Sai and Dana coming with the second Ember Deluxe skin, which nobody expected. <laughs> it does look really cool. In fact, it's pretty similar to the um, thing that came with Wukong. Um, the one with the big eye. The was one it Wukong? The, no, that was uh, Nidus. Nidus. Yes, it was Nidus. As soon as I said the big eye, I was like, that wasn't Wukong. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It looks cool. Yes, I want it. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. All right, there was a bunch of questions. Let's smash through them. And the questions all seem to make many hints about Tenocon. Many hints. First off, go. When will Nightwave Intermission 3 end? There is a plan, but it sounds like it won't happen till after Tenocon. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of to be expected, really. Yeah. They haven't even mentioned a a new Intermission, a new Nightwave. I think we've got quite a few weeks left. Yeah. New War. When's New War coming? Well, they said it is progressing and they've figured out how to get access to the motion, the mocap room, the motion capture room, which is, which is the problem. So the problem was they couldn't do any motion capture because they couldn't get to the room because of lockdown. Now they've got the room. Yeah. So they can finish the work. And then they moved on to other stuff. They didn't really necessarily talk about that until a bit later. Can we own a house or something? Warframe house. <laughs> apparently, Warframe house. Apparently there's some stuff in the works, whatever that means, but it's too early to discuss. Huh? Yeah, the huh? way he said stuff in the works made me think that it's not necessarily a Warframe house, but it's something. Yeah. So, okay. I'm happy to wait and <laughs> see. It could be Daviri. Maybe our old person gets an old house. Oh, like a cave or something. <laughs> yeah, an old person cave. <laughs> All right, now, some people were complaining. Is Railjack the way, the direction that the game's going? Is this is, is this what DE wants to make it? Is it all going to be all Railjack all the time? The answer was an emphatic no. Well, they do love Railjack and they want to unify things, Railjack is not the direction of the game they're taking. And Steve then specifically said that, in fact, what we'll see at Tenocon demonstrates their dedication to core Warframe. So that's exciting. Next up, another question that is quite interesting. Where will there be other ships available to players, i.e. Grineer, Corpus style, etc.? The current system doesn't really allow for that easily, but it would be cool thing to, to do. They'd like to, but not right now. There are other things to focus on. Yeah, so doesn't sound like we're getting different ships anytime soon, but eventually. I think it comes down to the fact that the interior of the, um, the Railjack is not interchangeable. <laughs> so if they're going to give us different ships, they have to give us different interiors as well. Yeah. And I know they've created them, but it's probably hard to set that up for all the Railjack missions. I don't know. I wouldn't Maybe. I wouldn't say so much as give us new ships. Maybe just give us more ship skins. Yeah, skins would be nice. Yeah. All right, and last up, what are the things that they're working on? Tenocon, of course, and, of course, the stuff coming afterwards. And Steve very interestingly specifically said... The stuff we're showing off at Tenocon rhymes with shmoo shmore, <laughs> which I didn't expect him to say what he's showing. I mean, maybe they're not just showing off New War at Tenocon, but even if they are just showing off New War at Tenocon, you know what? I'm happy about that, even though they showed off New War originally three years ago. If what they're going to show off at Tenocon ends up being New War and New War's coming out soon, then bring it right the fuck on. So it sounds to me like Tenocon will be focused on the new war and core Warframe stuff, which is good. What do you think? Um, <laughs> it's the new war. We want, it. we want it, right? It needs to happen. Hurry up. Give us the fucking new war. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did you get that feeling from the things he said in the dev stream that Tenocon's going to be focused on new war, or, or am I just crazy? If I'm going to be 100% honest, hmm. I may have fallen back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> See, you missed it. You said they're showing up at Tenocon. They, 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 hit, <laughs> they hit questions, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit this down and listen to it beside me. And and then. Uh, <sighs> Question time went for 20 minutes on, dev, on the dev stream this time. So yeah, you missed a lot. Yeah, but I was tired, all right? And and listening listening to the, the, the lovely voice of Steve and, and the rest of the crew lulled me into a slumber. They're very soothing. Silly. <laughs> All right, last note. This is the last dev stream until Tenocon on July 17th. Crikey. Crikey. <laughs> Crikey. But we expected this. This this this, this, yeah. this always happens. You know, we always reach this point of the year where they go, All right, cool. One big last dev stream. Show off all this cool stuff. And then we're going to go completely quiet until <laughs> until Tenocon. Exactly. So Tenocon is exactly six weeks away, six which weeks. is great because it, uh, with us going on a two-week basis means that we'll have two more episodes and then Tenocon episode. So when those episodes will be, we don't exactly know, but there will be two episodes in between. It may be that we do two episodes, one after each other, so one one, one week and one the next week, it, or it may be that there's a couple of weeks in between. It all depends on when they release um, the sisters. Yes, yes. We know that they're aiming for uh, June 16th for the Melee rework, uh, Melee and Gun rework, so we know there'll be a podcast around then, but when the sisters podcast will be is to be determined. Yes. Anyway, where are we up to, Lucas? Community Community Straight on into King Louis' blessing, as ever. King Louis' blessing. All right, this one is a solo steel path slash railjack leveler. And this one comes from the esteemed Mothhop. He's named this one simply Savara. <laughs> is Ivara with Banshee's Silence. More specifically, Savage Silence. A covert lethality Kerist or Rakta. And this will one-shot Sedna steel path enemies. This is tested. Now, he doesn't mention which ability he swaps out, so we can probably guess that it could be any of the abilities that don't put Ivara invisible. Mm, I would imagine so. Yeah. Interesting. One shots Sedna Steel, so you, you put on your silence, you, you turn yourself invisible, and you just covert lethality melee kill Dagger everything. kills, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, damn. Damn. All damn. about the leveling. Mothhawk knows about the, about the leveling, and he knows how to do the hardcore shit. So trust him. It has been yeah. tested. Nice. Savara. <laughs> that would actually be a good one for, for, for you know, just leveling um, any weapon you throw on. Because I do, I did a similar thing with Ivara uh, with covert lethality thrown on literally any melee weapon and then just go to base Saturn and, yeah. and level up a, a weapon in, you know, two, up to one to two uh, exterminates. Yeah. This. This is a much, much higher level of things. So I think yes, this could be done. You know, you could probably throw on a full kit of weapons and get have them maxed out after one, one mission. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but do, do remember that you do need patience for this. Oh, absolutely. If yes. you are an idiot like me and you have no patience, you're probably going to fail. Yeah. 
<laughs> I am <Yeah>. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, next on reviews update. We got no new reviews, so we're still at 143. It's episode 143, so by the time we get to episode 144, I'd expect a new review. Come yeah, on, come people. On, folks. Don't disappoint a, us. A, a, a review an episode. <laughs> review an episode. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're still super happy with 143. We're special guys. Nice. We need guys. more. <laughs> we need okay. more. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Validate us. <laughs> <laughs> we need love. We demand your love. Okay. Where are we up to? Dr. Sephelow. Dr. Sephelow. Yeah. Dr. Sephelow. My voice just didn't want to do that. There's a lot of soul in that one today. Yeah. Anyway, this week's Dr. Cephalon comes from Kinnerk or C. Birch in our Discord. And Kinnerk says, <clears throat> Dear Dr. Cephalon, Perhaps you could do a discussion or a presentation on a future podcast that could be had regarding Warframe upgrading 201, your next steps. I think it makes sense to newbies that you get a more powerful Warframe and weapons by leveling them up. Slowly, I think it dawns on people that they can make their items even better by leveling up their mods as well. Is there another level? What is it? Is there a way beyond getting things to level 30 and fusing the mods to make things better, stronger, faster? I submit that this would be a great podcast segment for the new Tenno Among Us. Very good. Whether or not we will be doing a presentation is a different story, but we will definitely give you a discussion. We have talked about this kind of thing many times over 140 episodes, but a lot of that- 140 plus. Yes. A lot of that (laughs) is way, way back in the early days. So it's probably a good opportunity for us to perhaps go over some of those beginner tips and- Yeah, it's really clear to people that their weapons and their warframes are leveling up because as you go, you're increasing in rank. But I think what's not clear to people is as you're leveling up, you don't necessarily increase in power. You do for your warframe. As you hit different levels of your warframe, you will get little bonuses to different aspects of your warframe stats. But your weapons don't the, change. The base stats. The base stats. The base HP, stats. shield. Um, HP and shield, I think, are the only two that really get affected by this. And energy. Yeah. But your weapons don't change. So it's really important for new players to learn how they can actually become more powerful. What's the first step, Lucas? Mods. All the mods. Yep. Look at Look at the mods. Read the mods, learn the mods, be the mods. <laughs> we are the unit. Um, so what you need to do with those mods and how you make your, your Warframe more powerful is you need to think about all weapon. What it is that makes that weapon or Warframe good. So take it in a direction and follow through. Exactly. Now, as when you're a new player, you may not know what that is. And the basic answer for most weapons will be damage. Until you have a better understanding of the different damage types, just focus on damage. How do you do that? Damage mods. Damage mods, yes. Multi-shot. Big numbers. Big numbers. Yes. Multi-shot mods. Also, even though you don't know what's good about different damage types, 
look at which one has the largest number. So if you've got, say it's IPS, so it's uh, impact, puncture, slash, and that's all it's got on that weapon, and say slash is the highest number, then use a slash mod on it. If it's impact, use an impact mod on it. The reason I say that is because it's going to increase that stat by the most or the largest amount. If you uh, put a mod that increases your slash stat by 10%, but your slash stat's only 10, it's only going to go up to 11. If your slash stat is 100, it's going to go up to 110. Yay! The bigger the number, the more you're going to get out of it. Yes, yes. And then eventually you want to look at whether or not a weapon goes to the crit or the status side of things. Yes. And this branches off into a whole new world of possibility where you can either be a status fiend and spread the disease and and destruction and whatnot onto your enemies or critical where you just pump out the big shiny numbers. Is there a number or a percentage that uh, flips it for you? Not really. For me, it's 20%. Not, not really. Well, I'd when I was a new player, say, it was 20%. I'd say 18 to 19 is probably a good starting point, really. So if a weapon has, you know, like a really high crit chance of like 30%, but also has a status chance of like up to 18%, I will build hybrid. Hmm. 100% will build hybrid. Most of the time, though, you'll find that one has 30% crit and 10 or less yeah. Of status. Most of the time you'll find that. So, yeah. yeah, that's the way to choose there. When it comes to your Warframe, it comes down to the abilities that you want to use. Look at those abilities and think, okay, do I need better range? Do I need more duration or do I need more damage? And how you want to use those abilities. Yeah. How so, you want to use them is very, very important because the same ability can be used by three different people and each person use it in a completely different manner. Yeah, very true. So there's a few things to think about. The other thing that need, that you need to think about is leveling up your mods. Your mods will not level up automatically. You need to go to the mod uh, station on your orbiter and manually mo- uh, level them up by fusing them with endo. That will make them drastically endo. more powerful. So you must upgrade your mods. Really important. It gets very expensive. Uh, if they have 10 or more uh, slots, I forgot what they're called as you're leveling them up. Going up to about eight is the point where you get your best bang for buck. So because at the start of the game, you don't have a lot of credits and things, get up to eight on everything before you start going beyond, because then it'll just start getting ridiculously spendo, uh, spendo. <laughs> expensive in terms of endo and credit Ridiculous. cost. Ridiculously spendo the endo. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the last point, the last point, but equally, if not the most important point, almost, Oricon catalysts and reactors. Yes. Yes. You will come to a point where you run out of mod capacity and you'll be like, but there's only 30 mod capacity on this bloody mod, on this Warframe or weapon or whatever. How the hell do I get more? You need to put an Oricon catalyst or reactor onto it, and that will double the capacity. This is something that I did not learn until I got to about Saturn. And when I learned that, suddenly I was double more pow- double as powerful. Double yes, as powerful? It does, it, it does open up a lot, of, uh, a lot of more possibility to the player. Um, just going back to the mod thing quickly, a mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, little, little hint for people that probably, I mean, you should know this, but if you don't know this, 
while you're actually viewing the mods that you've got equipped on your frame, you can actually click a single button and that will take you straight to the mod table and it will only display what mods you currently have equipped to that frame or weapon or whatnot. So you don't have to go searching through the big pile of mods you've got and, and you can level them up or fuse them from there. Good tip is good. Excellent tip is excellent. Yes, 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 yes. Now, we won't go into former because that will just confuse things, but I think that's a good basic introduction to Warframe upgrading 201, the basic introductory stuff. Many of you out there probably knew that already, but if you're a new player, I hope that helped. Helping! And that brings us to the end of episode 143. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you would like to reach out to us for any reason, we are available at www.cephalonsquared.com. My recommendation, join the Discord. If you haven't yet, you've been missing out on stuff. We just gave away Gara Prime Access and uh, what else did we give away? Tenocon Digital Pack. So if you want to be in on the action, you got to go there. But also, our Discord's just freaking fantastic. And full of amazing people. Amazing people. Some of those people have been supporting us for some time and we love them. Absolutely. They love us. So let's say thank you to our patrons. Thank you, Jackson31. Thank you, Kintail. Thank you, Frame for Nothing. Thanks, Dylan Braun. Thank you, Solarian. Thank you, Ponytail. Thank you, Mimeoplasm. Thank you, La Dutch Master. Thank you all for continuing to support us through these troubling times. We do appreciate it. And who are we? I don't know. My name's Greg Newbegin. I am Mad Capsule, spelled exactly the way it sounds, all over the interwebs. Who are you, Lucas? I am Lucas Silvestri, a.k.a. Silverlight, all over the interwebs, S-I-L-V-R-L-G-H-T. Our community is fantastic. Love them so bloody much. Become a part of our community, and I'll love you so bloody much, too. Absolutely. And as Lucas has been mentioning, he is trying to make a go of a Twitch career, I guess is the way you want to say it, a Twitch thing. So follow him. Head on over to twitch.tv forward slash s-i-l-v-r underscore l-g-h-t and give him a follow and send him your love and tell him Greg sent you. He'll probably know. And while while I'm only there, you can even click the Discord button I've got set up on my channel and it will bring you to my own uh, Discord server, The Silver Garden. Whoop, whoop. It's the silveriest garden ever. It's beautiful. Silveriest garden, yes. It's very shiny, very sparkly. And there's Shazis. The fuck? Shazis, yeah. Shazis. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you to all of you for listening. Thanks to Jan at Disco underscore Box on Twitter for the intro and outro. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with the melee and gun rework. I'm looking forward to that discussion. (laughs) Yay! Excellent. (laughs) See you then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com, where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or Discord. But don't fret, there'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.